Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today, we're answering a question about time. Our question comes from Nathan Lilly. He asked why Arizona doesn't observe daylight saving time, which is a great question. Arizona and Hawaii are the only two states that don't change their clocks for daylight saving time. This has been a hotly debated topic, not just in AZ, but around the world. To understand why Arizona doesn't observe daylight saving time, you need to understand its history. Here to tell its story is our podcasting intern, Jonathan Tease. What is daylight saving time and how was it developed? Daylight saving time adds extra hours of daylight during the summer season, while making the days shorter during the winter months. But who came up with the concept of daylight saving time, and how does it work? It all began in the late 1800s with the dispute between America's farmers and businessmen over the idea of creating a standard way to tell time across the nation. America had just experienced the Industrial Revolution, and as part of that revolution, our transcontinental railroad system grew. People could travel, and companies could ship goods more effectively than ever before. And now that the nation was bound together, all its regional resources could be shared and traded with all of its regions with ease. Western farmers could sell their crops in the east, northern manufacturers could trade their goods in the west, and on and on. That was a clip from Heimler's History Review Materials. Its creator, Steve Heimler, is an AP history teacher who helps his students prepare for their exams. He goes on to point out a major issue that would arise now that the continent was connected. Nobody knew what time it was in any particular place. That made it difficult for train conductors. Up to this time, every local town kept their own time by the position of the sun. But that, of course, would not work for tight train schedules. And so then you get the introduction of the four time zones, which you know and love today. But not everyone was on board with that change. This concept, called standard time, was not immediately adapted by everyone. Farmers in general were opposed to tinkering with God's time. Not to mention the effects it would have on their livestock. For example, dairy cows are creatures of habit and the change to their scheduled milking time would produce far less milk. But did the two sides, small town farmers and big city factory workers, have to be at odds? Turns out they would find themselves unified while the U.S. was at war. In 1918, Congress passed the Standard Time Act that solidified the four time zones put in place by the railroads. It also mandated daylight saving time. The goal was to save resources such as electricity by reducing the number of hours required to generate artificial light. Since Congress enacted daylight saving time during the war, more Americans were generally inclined to support it. Um, it goes back to the model of the old victory guards where um, people 75 years ago um, fed, their, fed the country from their backyards during the war effort. That's the voice of Dr. George Brooks Jr. Dr. Brooks is an environmental, economic, and political leader and president and CEO of Next Horizon. Next Horizon is an ag tech consulting firm that creates specialized solutions to solve food shortage issues in urban areas. The Victory Gardens he mentioned started in World War I and were continued during World War II. Created by the government, it encouraged people to grow their own fruits, vegetables, and herbs. In 1918, 
Over $525 million worth of food was produced in one year alone. That food supplemented domestic supply, which allowed large suppliers to ship food to soldiers abroad. During this time, farmers acted in good faith despite disagreeing with local legislations about daylight savings time. These gardens also helped boost morale on the home front as local gardeners felt their efforts were contributing to the war abroad. You still gotta be a farmer. You still, you still gotta, gotta work it like any other, other farm, except that you can now do it on the small space in, in your backyard so that you don't have to go to the store to get a salad, to go outside and get a salad. You don't have to go to the store to uh, get a fish dinner. You can go outside and bring the fish in and cook it. You don't, you don't need to go to um, the field in Maricopa and get those collard greens. You can now grow them in your backyard, etc., etc., etc. Although Victory Gardens in general were a positive experience for Americans, farmers were still not in favor of changing time. Local newspapers reported that once World War I ended, the owners of large farms mounted a successful campaign to rid the country of daylight saving time. For the time being, farmers would win the political battle and the question of who sets the time would revert to being a local issue. But all that would change when the U.S. entered World War II. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. This is President Franklin Delano Roosevelt on December 8th addressing a joint session of Congress about the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. When the U.S. entered World War II, President Roosevelt also enacted wartime once again. That act forced the nation to move its clocks forward an hour, year-round, for the remainder of the war. The goal was to conserve energy by reducing the number of hours factories and office burned electricity to heat and light their buildings during peak hours. This could save enough energy to produce over 70 million pounds of aluminum, which could be used to build airplanes. At this point, farmers had had enough. The government's decision to place limitations on food imports, divert harvest overseas to feed troops, and establish a rationing system drove states to abandon their daylight savings time policies, despite the wartime mandate. Dr. Brooks explains the importance of this decision to support farmers in finding new sources of food. And so this is my mantra to people to understand. Food doesn't come from the supermarket, <laughs> okay? So that's just a stop-off point. Some farmer somewhere you need to thank for everything you see on your shelf. And that farming base needs to be as diverse as possible so we can get the, the, the diverse number of crops that we need from the variety of food. Once the war ended in 1945, there was no set law governing whether daylight saving time should be implemented. Cities and states had the freedom to choose for themselves if they would adopt the practice. For over 20 years, there would be no standard time system causing chaos and confusion, especially within the transportation industry. In the mid-1960s, however, the airline industry led the push for consistency among states. Then, finally, Congress passed the Uniform Time Act on April 13, 
1966, establishing daylight saving time across the entire country once and for all. But there would be one caveat. States had the option to exempt themselves. This Sunday, people across the country will spring forward and set their clock one hour ahead. Except here in Arizona, if you're new to the state, by the way, our time stays the same all year round. So why doesn't Arizona change time? I looked through our archives to find out. Turns out the idea of daylight saving time was never popular to begin with. After just one year of the new time system, Arizonans were fed up with it. In 1967, Arizona became one of the first states to exempt themselves. The reason being heat. If you lengthen the school day, if you lengthen the business day, you have to air condition most, most buildings more, right? Uh, because most of the population lives in the Sonoran Desert. That's Arizona State University history professor Calvin Schumerhorn in an interview with Channel 12. To elaborate on what he was saying, with daylight saving time in place, the sun wouldn't set until close to 9 p.m. each day. Imagine 13 hours of extreme desert heat all summer long. On top of that, Many nighttime activities, such as drive-in movies, would be unable to start until 10 p.m. There are also apparent health and safety issues that come into play. The shift to and from daylight saving time has been linked to an increased risk in heart attacks and automobile fatalities. A 2009 Michigan State study said that the days after losing an hour to daylight saving time have been linked to an increase in workplace accident. On average, 3.6% more accidents happened on the Monday after the time change that led to 2,649 workdays missed as a result of those injuries. Another study shows that the time change causes a 25% jump in heart attacks. Additionally, the increase in light causes a disruption in one's circadian rhythm, resulting in a net loss of 40 minutes of sleep. While many countries originally adopted daylight saving time to extend daylight hours and cut down on the need for artificial light, critics today say it no longer saves energy. Yes, it does save energy, but a meager amount. In fact, a 2008 study from the U.S. Department of Energy shows that we would only save approximately half a percent to one percent of energy. Because of that, Many states that adopted the practice are now looking to abandon it. In fact, an estimated 80% of the global population does not use daylight saving time. Former Governor Jack Williams, who was elected in 1966, told reporters in an article how much of a fuss was made over abandoning daylight saving time. When it was proposed again, he said, I went to the legislator and asked that they would consider exempting the state as it was a general feeling of the public. The result is printed in the Arizona Revised Statute 1-242. The standard time in Arizona shall be the 105th meridian west of Greenwich, commonly known as Standard Mountain Time. Since 1967, Arizona has chimed in and chosen not to join practically the whole country and fall back and spring forward with daylight saving time. There is a small portion of Arizona that does observe daylight saving time. This area is known as a daylight saving time donut. The northeast corner of the state belongs to the Navajo Nation, spanning across the Four Corners area and stretching into parts of Utah and New Mexico. This area is larger than 10 U.S. states. It has its own constitution and its own government, and it elected to change time with the rest of the nation so it doesn't confuse the members of the tribe that live outside of Arizona. Otherwise, 
the Arizona portion of the Navajo Nation would not observe daylight saving time, but the bordering states would. But here's where things get interesting. The Navajo Nation surrounds another small independent tribe called the Hopi and the Hopi Reservation, which is located completely in Arizona. Therefore, the Hopi Reservation, like the rest of the state, does not change time. So as you can imagine, there's a portion of this corner, the donut hole, if you will, where you'll have to adjust your watch if you're driving through. With that said, daylight saving time has been well established in the United States since the late 60s, but a case can be made for doing away with the practice of changing your clock. Perhaps Arizona had it right this entire time. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. Thanks so much for explaining the battle between whether we should observe daylight saving time. So Jonathan, what side of the fence are you on? You know, I'm torn. When I first moved to Arizona, I thought it was cumbersome to calculate the time zone differences. But now that I've been here for a while, I'm grateful for one less thing to have to worry about. Plus, I don't like losing an hour of sleep. Me either. I grew up here, I never needed it, and honestly, I'm glad we don't have to worry about an extra hour of heat in the summer either. Yeah, definitely. One more thing before we sign off. Audio in today's show comes from 12 News, National Geographic, and Heimler's History Channel. If you want to catch more episodes of our show, be sure to subscribe to Valley 101 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, that's all we have for today, listeners. If you like our show, please rate and review us. Better yet, buy a subscription to our website at azcentral.com join. If you have a question you want our team to tackle, you can submit it to us at valley101.azcentral.com. I'm Kayla White signing off for now. Take care until next week.